And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to episode nine, five, zero, down, two, dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $3.99 a month. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. Third in the MPP voting. Slam through. Taylor. Ah, hello, boys. I got a question for you. What's Forrest Gump's password? Huh? Any ideas? No? One Forest One. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> crying all the time. Oh you ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> crying. Slap her. And Jay. It's Jay. It's Jay. I tried to bring something different for you guys today. Wow, I love the energy. It was different? No. Oh, it was a lot different. I mean, it was longer. <laughs> It was a lot longer. Uh, Taylor was great, man. Thank you for that. I missed. I missed that. <sighs> it is. It's been. It's been a few weeks, guys. The holidays. Had, Happy holidays. Oh my god. Haven't seen you guys Happy all year. to you. It's so true. Listen, how? Let's go around the room. Everyone gets thirty minutes. Just talk about. <laughs> talk about your holiday time with your family. So the Thunder are three and four. They sit I at in this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> they sit at eleventh in the Western Conference. Uh, one out of the playing tournament. One out of the playing tournament, by the way. <laughs> oh no! If the season ended today, the Thunder would barely miss <laughs> the playing tournament. This would be very weird if the season ended today. <laughs> Seven games. Let me games ask you a question. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Andrew. Hmm. How do you so this the start of the season has been weird. Mm-hmm. Like we've kind of talked about that a few times in text message said like the Raptors are one and six. Yeah. The Nuggets, I mean, they're your favorite team, but they uh, aren't playing incredibly well. How do you do you think this does kind of normalize 20 games in the season? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think isn't that the best bet? Like I think a lot of people are making assumptions because this is what we do every single season. But it does feel like at some point this is going to normalize where the bad teams sink to the bottom and the good teams rise to the top. Except for maybe the Rockets. I don't know what they're going to do. It's I think it's definitely true. He quit. I think the Rockets will be fine. Like I think as long as they have the roster they have, they'll be like a team that is probably in the ten to seven to ten range. Uh but yeah, like Cleveland's not good. Uh, the Knicks are not good. The Thunder are not good. Like all those teams will sink to the bottom. Uh, Minnesota will, will stay there. The Hawks are fine. They're freaking good. They're fine. They're probably playing is my bet at the end of the season. Yeah, they're in that. Yeah, they're probably in the seven to ten range. 
which is playing. Yeah, I would. That would not surprise me. Uh, Orlando's not not six and two good. Yeah, this will. I mean, this happens every every season. Like Minnesota got off to a hot start last year, and we're like, is this the year they finally put it together? Like, no. Minnesota's going to be well, but to be fair though, Carl Anthony Towns being hurt does not help who they want to be. It does not. uh, (laughs) It does not at all. But I just don't know that. I just, I just can't see a path to the Minnesota Timberwolves being good ever again. Hmm. Just, just never again. Because Towns is eventually not going to play there, right? Yeah. Isn't this two years in a row though? He's had significant injury, like. Long time lost. Um, I think he was hurt for a large part of last year as well. Yeah, sure. Also, he doesn't have any motivation to uh, get back on the court quickly. Yeah. We got a Steph Curry situation from last year's Warriors. <laughs> but just perpetually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a rough situation. But yeah, the Thunder are, are a team that, yeah, they look, they've looked fine so far. But, you know, you look at their offensive and defensive ratings and think if you're trying to figure out, like, what is this team? Uh, like, check out their net rating, negative 8.6. Oh, yeah. That's that's what they are. Yeah. That's what this team is. They're 29th in net rating in the NBA. Oh, thank God. That's they did the finally get into the 100s after that win against the Pelicans in the offensive rating. <laughs> they, they got back to 100. Gosh, it's it's not good. But yeah, in you know, in in that game, they played well. They played well against the Pelicans. The Pelicans are still trying to figure out their identity as well, and are going to eventually figure out that having these giant people on the court that can't shoot, along with Ingram and Ball and Bledsoe, is just—it's a rough fit. It really is. I mean, the talent alone—they should have crushed OKC. Having Zion and Steven and Ingram, I mean, it's really just fit issues that cause them to but to fall to the Thunder. If you're the Pelicans, though, how do you change that? Which one of these players are you going to? You need a time machine. Yeah, because now, I mean, you I can't love... change it now. You're not going to put anyone off the bench that's a starter. I mean, you're not going to trade any of these guys. Maybe that you're talking about. I mean, maybe you, maybe you just start to play Steven and, and Zion less. Like, you just still start at them, but then just don't play them together the rest Stagger of the game. them, yeah. yeah. It's about all you can do. And Steven was good. I mean, Steven Adams, triple-double against the Thunder. Yeah. He was very good. And he was doing that. Jay, I think we talked about Steven Adams doing a lot of stuff at uh, high post on this Pelicans team. And then you really saw that on Wednesday, too. <laughs> Like the way SVG is able to use uh, Stephen at wait is that right? Yeah, Stephen Gundy's there. Yeah, coach. yeah, yeah. I don't know why I had a uh, just a quick brain aneurysm, a little, <laughs> little brain <laughs> fart, just a little quick uh, stroke, full on stroke. Uh, Stephen Adams was really good, and the way they're using him in Zion is almost like Steve is the facilitator center, and Zion is just the brute force. Yeah, and you know the Pelicans can do that. Especially against OKC, where the Thunder have zero guys that are like big and strong. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, Andrew. You follow the draft uh, with probably the one of the more uh, involved draft followings. So you're watching Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. year two player, 
because we're we're making kind of and I think you've cautioned fans at least on Wednesday you did about making large long term evaluations on Shea based on what he's doing so far in the season. But Mm -hmm. looking at Zion, like, do you think Pelican fans would be nervous about his development two seasons in? I probably would just because he doesn't make a defensive impact at all. Like zero. We've seen that in two games against the Thunder. Is that he's a non yeah, Baisley's had his best games of the season against Zion Williamson. Right. And like it's impressive what he does around the basket and he's putting up numbers, but he should be having a big defensive impact. He did at Duke. And he did early on in his like like first few games before he got hurt uh last season. And right now He's a zero on defense. And Stan is a really good coach for him in that regard. So I'm not like worried. I wouldn't be super worried about it. But if he can't make a defensive impact and he can't shoot and he's really just like this guy that just gets around the basket and nobody can stop him, like that's still nice to have, but it's not the Zion that was promised mm-hmm. to that team. But, you know, there's I mean, he still has a ton of time. Yeah, he's still super young. But I, I do think the thing I would, and this is not revolutionary or anything, but the thing I'd like to see Zion, he's got to figure out a way to stretch a little bit more uh, the basketball. Like, mm-hmm. he just is pretty one-dimensional as far as the way he scores. And that one-dimensional, you see moments where it's, like, incredibly impressive. Yeah. But anybody that has his skill set throughout the NBA, which has not been a lot of people, but to really hit that, like, and I think Charles Barkley is one of the easiest ones that a lot of people make the comp with. But is is Charles figured out how to stretch the floor and to yeah. to take the ball from the top and not be so dependent? And I think they're they're clearly figuring things out uh, from what I've watched with the Pelicans, which is you know not just the Thunder games, but a few other games the ball goes through Ingram. Yeah. Ingram is the focal point of that team. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is good, but for Zion to be, I mean, probably the h- highest hype for a number one draft pick since Anthony Davis. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things I would have expected him to be more of a focal point of what they do, but it's just not there yet, which is fine. He's, he's really, I say he's two years in, but he's really about a year and a half in. Right. Um, and a weird half, if that makes sense, with the bubble, you know, the long off season between kind of thing. So I don't know. I just was every time I watch them, I'm just I, I just expect for somebody that had that much hype, I just expect to see like all world type of plays. And it just doesn't strike me like that when I see him right now. Do you right remember, now. Do you so, remember his very that. first game against the Spurs? What he looked like? Yeah, he hit like five threes. Yeah. Well, and then he had these insane dunks all these highlight plays like that game he was what you're talking about jay and then i think he started to have issues with uh like physical stuff injuries and then he started missing threes and they stopped letting him shoot all those and so i think they're like trying i think everyone is trying to figure out how does zion play best in the nba (laughs) because we can't just let him go do whatever he wants to yeah i i also just think that the roster construction around him is not I mean, even if his only skill was just get to the basket and dunk, why did you trade for Steven Adams? Yeah. Like, that's his only skill right now is to be in the paint. 
That's the only area that Steven will score in the NBA is in the paint. Well, maybe they brought in Steven Adams for the defensive liability end. Like they might, I don't, you know, sometimes they tell players, the really good players, they let them kind of coast on defense so that they have the energy on offense and to kind of help them, especially guys with knees and maybe some weight and injury issues mm-hmm. that might arise. Which I hear what you're saying on offense. It doesn't really help Zion, but maybe they're betting on he's so good and so talented offensively. We'll figure out the offense with Steven Adams and Zion. But on defense, we've got to have something back there because we can't rely on Zion. And Yeah, I just don't I just don't know. What, I guess I would want to know, like what their organizational goals are. I still just don't think the fit with Steven there makes any sense at all. Like if yeah. we were. We ne- and when we talked about Steven Adams trades, that was a team that never came up. Yeah. Like never. I would have never thought that they would have traded for him. No, a guy like Al Horford makes more sense for them than Steven does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to have a you have to have a big that can stretch the floor. And I get like the aspect of Steven can bring some of that toughness. He's a culture guy. This is a lot of money and commitment to play for a guy that is brought in more. Now, I think Steve's, from what I've seen, I haven't watched every game religiously, but from what I've seen from the Pelicans, Steve is playing well for them yeah, he uh, is. and doing everything they're asking him to do, which is what he's going to do. But they're paying him a lot of money. And they extended and I, I just think it puts yeah. him in a weird place to, to not see the fullest that Zion can be. That's just what I've seen so far. We're seven games in. Yeah. And so they've got some things to figure out. And I wonder if they'll start using more lineups with J.J. Redick and Josh Hart with that because you've got to figure out some space. Or even, this is weird to even think this way, but staggering, and they, and they are doing this a bit from what I've seen, staggering Zion and Steve quite a bit. So Zion does get some time on the court without Steve. Uh, but it's just weird. And I noticed that because, you know, like the Thunder played them, it feels like three times so far. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of the twice. Yeah. So. Yeah, and in that game, I guess we can talk about the team that we're supposed to talk about. Uh, Darius Baisley was, again, three games in a row, has played really well. Uh, He finished this game 20 points, 12 boards, three assists, one steal, eight of 20 from the field. He took 11 threes in this game, three of 11 from three. Yeah, which I kind of like. Just, mm-hmm. just go for it. Yeah, uh, he yeah, played really well. The, the league is just giving the Thunder threes. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's the league is just giving them threes. Yeah, <laughs> they're just passing the ball around the perimeter with like zero pressure. <laughs> they could just move it around, and the league is like, all right, whatever. They I took don't care four, what they took forty six threes in that game. Dang, forty six to twenty. <laughs> the Pelicans took twenty two. Twenty-two threes. How many did their did the Pelican starters take? I guess Lonzo took nine. Lonzo, Brandon Ingram took two, and that was it. Oh, Bledsoe, Bledsoe took four. four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have two guys on the floor that do not take threes. That is not that does not happen in the NBA anymore. It's wild. Yeah, our our starters the the low number for the starters was Dort, who only took two, which is took some restraint for Lou. Yeah, I'll say that. And he's, he's played well, too. I mean, to see what Baisley and Dort have done, I think we all had expectations that Shea would be good. And he's been good. He's not he's not been great, but he's been solid. But seeing Lou and Darius make this jump, 
Uh, it's impressive. It's really impressive it's, it's to see Lou become an offensive player and do a little bit more than I think a lot of people thought he could do. And then seeing Bayes like make this jump is in year two to get here is pretty mm-hmm. impressive. And now, I mean, we've been saying this, like somebody has to score the points. If the Thunder are going to score over 100 points in a game, somebody has to score those points. And, and Darius has stepped forward and like, he took 20 shots. And that's, I don't even know if Shea's taken 20 shots yet <laughs> this season. <laughs> uh, but they, you know, they moved the ball a lot. I, they're top five in passes made per game. They were third before that game. I'm still, I'm sure they're still in the top three in passes per game. They're moving the ball a lot and they're trying to find the right shots. And, you know, it's good. I think Mark Dignall's doing a, a good job with this team and their record says that. I mean, they're not, they were not expected to be three and four, seven games in, but I, I think it's hard not to jump to conclusions. <laughs> you feel like you've watched a lot of NBA basketball already, mm-hmm. but we're still, there's still a long way to go. What is your, what, uh, let's play jump to conclusions. Okay. Okay. Al Horford. Yeah. That's something a lot of people want to talk about is Al Horford. Somebody had a Twitter question about Horford. Yeah, it comes from at the real K Chin, who wants to know what's your assessment of Al Horford's season so far and has his value dropped? I think he's been pretty much what Al Horford is in the NBA. He's he's not a, a super active offensive guy. And when the ball in an offense like this, I mean, he's he's got to be quick trigger to get a shot off. That's been pretty clear. And he doesn't have a quick trigger on yeah. his three ball, yeah. which I think is hindering him a bit. I don't I, I don't think his trade value has dropped. I think that people are NBA front offices are not as reactionary as fans are to like blips like this. We have to. Yeah, they've seen Al Horford for like thirteen years. (laughs) Yeah, we know. We know what Horford is. I mean, everybody knows what Horford is, and he's in fine enough shape. I've always been kind of resigned to the fact that he's going to be on this team all year. I don't. I mean, that's just going to be what it is. And yeah, he's only averaging eight points per game. Yeah, that's. I was about to say he's not pulling. I'm more nervous about George Hill pulling them into that mediocrity level. Like I'm not worried about Horford doing that. Like, no, especially from what we've seen, I think Horford, it actually, and I don't know if Boston will do this because that's a giant trade exception to, to using a guy like Horford, Mm -hmm. but he makes a ton of sense going back there. Um, just because he fits. I mean, he just knows the organization. They tie between Tyson and Baines. I heard you guys talking about this on Wednesday. Like, they're clearly not getting not ba- not tight. Well, excuse Tristan me, Thompson. Tice and Thompson. Mm-hmm. Baines has also been bad, but in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But between those two guys in Boston, I think that Al Horford is would would help them. And it all depends. Like that's a lot of money for a guy that's that's clearly um, moving out of his prime. But if it depends what you want to be in Boston, uh, I just think they're getting such incredible play out of Jalen. Jason Tatum, still Jason Tatum, like to add Al Horford to the mix, I think you would be, I think you could make the case that they would be one of the top two or three teams in the, in and, the East. And so much of this is fit too. 
Like, I mean, that's the reason Al Horford is not in with the Sixers anymore because the fit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And here, it's not like we're trying to really make sure that, you know, Al Horford is super involved in the offensive game and we're utilizing his passing skills to, uh, you know, the most that we can. But somewhere like Boston, that fit makes so much more sense. And he can really sink into a, a much more specific role in Boston. And a guy like Horford, the way he plays and his basketball IQ and defensive ability, which isn't like pure athleticism, but it's completely based on, you know, his intelligence of the game and, and his wherewithal. It makes so much more sense for him to be in Boston. I don't think Boston would do it. Ah, come on, man. I think you're, I think you're probably right because that is a, that is, it's too much money. It's long. It's a lot. It's too much money. They already, they really like Daniel Tice and what he brings. I think they like what Tristan Thompson has brought. Like they don't need another big, they need a wing. They they don't have outside of Jalen and Jason. They don't have anybody. I mean, literally nobody who they want. George Hill. I mean, George Hill would help them. George Hill will help everyone right now. Yeah, he would help. What them about the magic for George Hill? George Hill, the magic. Who do you want from the magic, Jay? Nobody. I don't give a crap about getting anybody. I'm honestly to the point now with George Hill and Al Horford where I'm like, get off. Just, just give us back Mo Bamba and whatever you need to make. And Mo Bamba may never play, but we don't have George Hill anymore. Talk about a bust, freaking Mo Bamba. Remember oh, how much high P had coming in? It's too early on Mo Bamba. Oh no, it's not, man. He had a whole song that like was part of the zeitgeist about him, Mo Bamba. What was it? This. I don't know what you're doing right that now. Classic, that classic song. I'll pull it up. I'll say this. He's going to pull it out. It's going to sound exactly like what he just did. It is. (laughs) So going back to the Al Horford point that you made, Andrew, like every, every single statistic that he has for this year is the outlier compared to the rest of his career. He's shooting 39 and a half percent from the field. And the lowest he's had before that was 45%. You know, like it's it's clearly the outliers this year. And so there's teams that know what he's going to bring. I just don't know what you who would want somebody like that for that much money for that long. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, Thunder fans, I would just buckle up and just have just understand that Horford is likely going to be here all season and that they will try to trade him next offseason. Can I just speak real quick about Taylor's maturity today? He looked up that song and had it ready to play, but the, before he did, he looked up the lyrics. Oh, I mean, no. There, uh, I, I had an idea that there's no way I can play this and song. And now he decided it. he's not going to play it. And old Taylor would have just said, oh, this song, boom, this played true. it. Not this one. Wow. This one is different. That's a dad. That's a dad. You're thinking about the kids, man. You know what? I'm thinking like, would I want my daughter to hear this song? Yes. Yeah, yeah. In my home, this is playing loud. <laughs> but other people might. Other parents might not agree. Yeah, exactly. You gotta wow. pretend your. You gotta pretend your parents of other children, right, Andrew? In supermarkets, oh, I'm that kid's dad, and then I say to everyone, "Hey, this is my son," and then we <laughs> go home. I don't know what. No, I don't know, but I'm no, not a parent. It's a different thing. Yeah, you, you Andrew's shaking his head. He Andrew, gets it. Jay, they totally get it. Uh huh. You just pick a kid. You're their parent. You bring them home. So, <laughs> back to the reason we're here. 
<laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I wouldn't worry so much about Horford's trade value. I think we're seven games in. The, yeah, he hasn't looked great. He hasn't shot the ball well. It's just, it's been That's seven fine. That games. helps us out. That's it's perfectly good. fine. Like, chill. That's good. We want that. We want what? Him to not be good. That. We want that. Yeah. So I mean, so that's so that's we don't want to trade him if he st- keeps that up. That's good. Yeah. I mean, and the truth is, you can't be worried about his contract in OKC because you have to pay somebody. Mm-hmm. They're under the salary floor right now. So Jeez. his his contract is not as concerning to OKC. Mike and Scal about to get lit with a contract from the fundy. <laughs> He's played well. He's shot the ball well. Mike Muscala has. You know, he's he, done really good. <laughs> he, he shot 44.7% from three on five attempts per game. Talk about someone who has definitely increased their trade value uh, with this team this year. Again, seven games. Duh. It's all we it's need not, to see. It's not. <laughs> that's not how it's. It, it, everybody knows who Mike Muscala is and what he does. That's he's, all he's we a, need to say. He's got a big resume. It's not. A seven-game blip is not going to increase somebody's trade value. I don't really like the way you're talking about this team. Why? It's just a little too reasonable. <laughs> Can you guys tell me the top five and three-point percentage on the on team? On the team? This season? Okay, I'm not looking at it. Okay. Uh, I mean, Mike well, Muscala. Duh. Mike Muscala is number two. Dort. At 44.7. George Hill. Dort is number one, 45.5%. He's been freaking sick as hell. Bays. George Hill. You complimented him way too early, old man. His Ben Franklin suck as hell. <laughs> no, not Bays. Bays is 31%. Yeah, Bays has been rough. 30.6%. I said uh, George Hill. Did you say George Hill? George Hill is 43%. 13 of 30. Who else is... Ta- oh, Horford's been pretty good. Horford, no, he hasn't. No. 30%. 31%. Yikes. He ain't, get, he ain't getting traded. Isaiah <laughs> Roby. Isaiah Roby is three of eight, thirty-seven percent. Wow. Uh, do we have one more? Oh, uh, Hami. Oh, Teo Maladon. Teo is nine of twenty-seven, thirty-three percent. How's Hami which is looking? Quite reasonable. Hami, dude, he's taking five threes. He's made one. <laughs> he's getting there, man. Hey, Andrew, it's only been seven games. Yeah, hey, hey, the judgment. You're being, a, you're being quick to judge. It's just a blip. Yeah, we we know what Hami is. Freaking blip man. <laughs> we do know what Hami is. We know exactly what Hamadou Diallo is. Uh, anything else from that game that stuck out to you guys? Um, nope. Um, Zion looks... I don't, don't know. Need, just watching Zion play, I'm we like... Just, we took 20 minutes to talk about Zion. Let's talk about anything else from the game. Why? It's... <laughs> It, we're, I'm watching basketball to watch other teams this year. It's intriguing to see J.J. Reddick get eight minutes. Did he get hurt in that game, or was he just so ineffective? I don't know. His role is really diminished for them. So here's the deal about Horford. The things that people, we I just tend to forget. So he's owed 27 and a half this year, 27 next year. And that third year of the contract, he's only guaranteed 14 and a half of his, his contract. Right. Because the other ones are stipulated basically if Philly makes it to the playoffs, and but that doesn't really even count anymore. So it, looking at that number and saying it's a 41,000 over two years for a team that could use somebody like Horford. 41,000? Like 
41 million. Yeah, 41,000 would be incredible. <laughs> but we really uh, reduce his contract. Best contract in the uh, league. <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, it does get far more likely that somebody would be willing to do that. Yeah. It's similar to, to Chris Paul, where he played with the Thunder all year last year. You get to the offseason, and then they're able to flip him for actual value. And I think it's going to be similar with Warford. Like right now, teams will probably be like, yeah, great. Just give us one of your 18 first-round picks, and we'll take him. And Sam's just like, nope, we'll just keep him. And you get to next offseason, there will be a team that misses out in free agency that doesn't get what they want and would still like to improve, and Horford will be there. And he'll only basically have one year left on his deal. So I, that would be that would be my prediction is that he just sticks around. And the Thunder, the Thunder are going to try to get value for anybody that they trade. They're not just going to trade him for somebody that's expiring. Uh, that's that's not going to be the trade. So I would Can I tell you that his, uh, his smile all year. My my interest in the Thunder has decreased since Poku has been out. Yeah, they're a lot less interesting, especially the bench. When their dead lineup comes in, it, it's much better with Poku than with uh, Kendrick Williams. Being the I guy. mean, maybe not as far as like productivity necessarily, but as far as my enjoyment, <laughs> it is far. Hey, yeah, po- Poku, far although makes score, he makes scoring look really difficult, but he does everything else. You know what's it's funny? Ex- it's a, <laughs> he makes scoring incredibly difficult. <laughs> he does. It looks really. It, he, it looks incredibly difficult to score the basketball. I had a friend yesterday. We were uh, going to City Bites, and we had local radio on, and they were talking about Poku and yeah. said, you know, just complaining that he isn't playing. And uh, my friend listens to local radio a lot, but doesn't pay that close attention to NBA. He goes. Why does everyone constantly talk about this Poku guy? Is he like just some amazing player or something? And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't understand. And he was genuinely confused as to why everyone talks about him so much. And it was hard for me to uh, to explain it because there's not much to explain. It's a lot of intrigue around him. It's a lot of intrigue based on maybe some imaginary things. No, no, some hopeful, some hopeful. Um, it's based off the fact that he's seven foot, <laughs> yeah, and he's super young, and he can do, and he's a wing, you know, a seven foot wing that is really young that can shoot, pass, and dribble. Yeah. You know, it's it's based on that. I mean, well, he can't shoot. He can't shoot. He can shoot. He can pass and dribble. He just hadn't. He just hadn't made shots yet. He could. I shoot. love how much credit we give him based on a blip. A freaking blip, and also just his age. He's like, he can shoot. I believe he will shoot, but the shots haven't been falling yet. He's shooting. He can shoot. Oh, he's shooting, just like I can shoot. We can all shoot a basketball. Stop it. Can he make baskets? He can, yes. When? (laughs) (laughs) Tonight. He's he's been under concussion protocol. I don't know. We haven't heard if he's out of the concussion protocol yet alex or andrew what's the point of being connected man if you don't know these kind of things when i ask you sorry jay you got all these connections man it's seven in the morning on friday of game day man let me hit it <laughs> the nba world is <laughs> completely dead right now by the way like this is this is the, the the dead hours of the nba right now 
Uh, when is trade? When is the trade deadline? March. I don't know. March something. I'm on it. Yeah, get on that, Jay. Uh, okay, on to our next segment. John's back to a bigger victory. So, via Varden, your coworker, my coworker, yeah, Steve Nash said he does not know why Kyrie Irving won't play tonight. This is yesterday against the Sixers, as in he is unaware of what Kyrie Irving's personal issue is. Mm-hmm. Nash said he reached out to Kyrie and did not hear back. That's unbelievable. It's exactly the type of thing we knew was going to start happening. But the thing that really sticks out to me is I know Steve Nash has always been pretty upfront about things that that's going on in ways that he feels. I thought that that would kind of change when he was a head coach. I'm really surprised that he's as open about these things as he is. Yeah. Usually management and coaches if this is happening and they don't know why their player isn't talking to them they'll make something up and kind of brush it under the rug just so it doesn't become a big media thing or like oh why isn't he talking to the coach and steve nash just with all the stuff that's happening he just seems to be like yeah i don't know i don't know why this happened i'm trying to talk to him he he won't call me back you have to remember that on the nets everybody's the coach yeah. Anybody can be the coach. He probably told, with that in mind, he, he told a coach. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm not coming to that game. <laughs> I'm not going to be there. He's unsure of what his second best player's personal issue is as to why he's not going to be playing. And he acknowledges he has he's reached out and hasn't heard back. Yeah. I... I actually know the story, but <gasps> I won't share it on the on the podcast. Hey, John's back to a bigger Wait, inventory. John's back to a bigger inventory. So, welcome to part two. <laughs> I have a question, though. Okay. For y'all. Is there a time that you were sneaky or lied to a boss or <laughs> at school or anything like that? Or like you had to like skip class, just any way that you had um, you had engagements that you were supposed to attend, and you uh, lied your way or snuck your way or just didn't show up. I I had one. Okay. Um, when I this was like this is like eight or nine years ago, right? When I had come back from New York and was working, I worked for basically from like no for like November and through like January. J crew. Okay. This mm-hmm. is for uh, to make some money. Um, oh, like a job, <laughs> like a job. <laughs> I got this job so, to make money, <laughs> but I, I didn't. Um, and the idea was I was going to do that, do that for a little bit while I was studying for, uh, the bar exam to pass the bar. So I went, and so then I was on and I had been put on the schedule for January 1st but I'd already asked off for it and made plans to go to Dallas to do that. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Oh, I got put on the schedule for January 1st. Like and there he, it's like, well, everyone asked off for January 1st and you're new. So you have to work it. And I said, I, I really think you should take me off January 1st. And he goes, Oh, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Okay. But I really think you should. <laughs> oh, you're trying <laughs> to let him know, let him know. Like, Hey, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> and, uh, 
then on January 1st, you know, I, I, I wake up to a phone call. I'm in Dallas <laughs> and it's my boss. And he's like, Hey man, uh, you're, you're, you're a little late when you come here. It's like, I was like, I was like, man, I've, I'm, I'm not coming. It's like, I'm in, I was like, I'll, I'll get, I'll get there as soon as I I'll get there as soon as I can. But I am in Dallas and it will probably be several days until I can get there. And he was just like, and I just remember him going, Luke, you realize this is really bad. And I said, I'm aware. <laughs> and was I, it worth it? I was not um, scheduled again at J. Crew. Oh. I, I value my time there. Mm-hmm. But uh, you have a lot of respect for the uh, organization. I, I have a lot of respect. So for the they didn't. They didn't decided like, to part ways. They, yeah. Did they fire you then? Uh, I was never really officially moved to like full time staff. I was just holiday. Oh, and okay. so I never got. <laughs> I never got hired. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I look back fondly. I really. It was. I don't. But it's. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But you know, that was the time. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You don't have to tell us. You know, I appreciate you paying respects to your time at J. Crew for some reason. Just got a shout out to J. Crew. Wouldn't be here uh, not for them. I don't even think they exist anymore. J. Crew, though they do. I think they declared bankruptcy, but they're still around. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, they're still around. J. Andro. No. You have no, you've never done any of that. You always, oh, I probably class. have, but I'm not going to tell you about it. Why not? Why? You think so? Oh, you're going to get in trouble because I don't want you did to. College? Oh, probably Papadillo's, huh? If I guess it, will I, you I really college? don't. I, you guys should know this by now about me is I have no short term memory. So I, I don't remember. Surely I've done it, but I don't remember. Hmm. Pretty convenient. I also have a giant conscience, and I always have, to where like I would always sell myself out for something like that. Give like a specific example of when that happened. You <laughs> literally sent us a text with the Tayshon factoid this morning at five thirty. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of chance to go through my thirty-eight years of history oh to figure God. that one out. Okay, sorry. This is my fault, Jay. I apologize. Thank you. <laughs> I had a I had college algebra eight thirty a.m. freshman year first semester, maybe one of the worst decisions ever. I I think I was in that class with you eight thirty. You were not. Kyle Dirksen was in that class. And I had it at seven. Oh, yeah. Dirksen, Kyle. Then <laughs> <laughs> I had it at seven thirty. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, this was it. I mean, I there were many times I did not go to that class. Uh, based on the time that it was at. Yeah. And then based on just lots of things. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I don't remember specific <laughs> excuses for not being there. I just didn't go a lot. And then also Kyle Dirksen, who is our good friend now. Kyle. Was a guy, was a guy that just, he would, he would wait for me at the bottom of the stairs to walk to class with me every time, That's which so nice. I, be I began to really appreciate. But initially, that was not my vibe at all. Like, I didn't want to walk with anybody. It was, yeah. eight, it was 8 o'clock in the morning. I did not want to be around anybody. But it was good. It was a good, it was a good thing for me. Going to, that's, I have very fond memories of when I did go walking to class with Kyle. You know what he learned? Accountability. Wow. I did. You have uh, Kyle Dirksen to thank for that. I do. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you, All Kyle. Right. All right. Do we play it again? Yeah.
John's Pack Toy Bigger and Mystery. John's Pack Toy Bigger and Mystery. Oh, nobody die. Hey guys, I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the the daddies. Talking about the daddies. Yeah, woo! The best thing to me about like sports, young kid sports, is like, you know, some people go. <laughs> I don't like young, the start of this. Young, <laughs> young kids. Sport. Young kids sports is when dads fight. So invested in their kids' like little league games that they have a fist fight. I love that. It's mm. like... Uh, How often does this happen in your oh, life? It happens all the time. It happens all the time, man. You know. <laughs> I don't um, know. And uh, apparently that never goes away because the Kings are dealing with some daddy drama. Um, Marvin Bagley the third's father tweeted for the Kings to trade his son. He On Twitter, he said, at Sacramento Kings, all caps, please trade... Marvin Bagley the third, ASAP, love Coach Bagley. Um, <laughs> and then De'Aaron Fox's dad uh, also told the Kings to trade Marvin Bagley the <laughs> third. So these, these they they have they have this they're asking for the same thing, but I bet they hate each other and want to fight, and uh, I think they should. Empty arena fight halftime show. Perfect. Did you have those two things? Was that the way it was? I had it in my head that De'Aaron Fox's dad said it first, and then Marvin Bagley's dad said, "Yeah, trade him." No, it's Bagley's dad. Bagley's dad started. Bagley's dad. De'Aaron Fox's dad then said, "Hopped on, yeah. hopped on the train and said, trade him.'" This would be like Hamadou Diallo's dad getting on Twitter and asking for a yeah. trade from the Thunder, and the Thunder just like, you know what? One, you don't have any value. Yeah. Like number two, like. Why, why are you doing this? Like, like, stop. He hasn't played well. We're not going to trade him. If We're just not going to trade him at all. He's on a rookie's go contract. Like, you're you're nuts. This I want nuts. to hear from every NBA player's dad. Yeah, I want them all. I agree. And I want, you know, I want to know their beefs, who the, what other parents they don't like, which ones sit together at the games, which ones don't. And uh, I want them all to fight. That's need to, does Mike Muscala's dad listen to this? Probably not. Not that I'm aware of. Well, if he does, let us know which, I was gonna which say, dad you want to fight. I was going to say. And who the Thunder should trade. <laughs> Bob Mascala is is one that is very online. Yeah. I'm not aware of any other Thunder dads that are very online, except for Bob. Yeah, I kind of miss when, like, Russ's brother would be online a lot. Russ's brother said a lot of stuff. He's online. And yeah. Tony Durant used to say some stuff yeah. sometimes, oh my gosh. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is. So true. I do, I do miss that. I, I do like, I like the family stuff. I feel like we get more of an idea of what that player really feels and talks about when their family says stuff. Like yeah. Brad Beal's brother saying something, you're like, mm. it all really kind of, the 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 proto daddy for this is Levar Ball, I think, and I, I loved him. He was where's on, he been? Where he, are you, Levar? He was so. I, mean, I don't even know if you'd call him popular, but he. I mean, he was on an episode of Monday Night Raw for the WWE. And it was phenomenal. So I think that these guys should settle in the ring. Lavar is still out there. You just don't hear him because his son plays for the Pelicans and the Hornets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) When he played for the Lakers, you would hear about it. Um, I think maybe the only other parent that I would expect to be online somewhere is probably Justin Jackson's family. Really? Yeah. He was homeschooled and so a very involved family. 
has ah. got has got to be very plugged in and is probably not happy with me. Yeah. Oh, not happy with you. Yeah, probably not. You've but also very... probably not on social media. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Don't I don't know. know. Everyone's online. I don't know. You know who I'd love to hear from? Sam Presti's dad. Sam's dad. <laughs> I think Sam Presti's dad, which have you guys ever thought, have you ever considered that Sam Presti has parents? I've just never thought of it. No, because I've always thought he was manufactured in some sort of lab. See, I think he yeah. hatched from an egg. <laughs> I thought <laughs> if anybody has hatched from an egg, it's probably Sam. It's funny to think that he has parents for some reason. And the egg had glasses. <laughs> he hatched and just his face was just immediately <laughs> all the glasses. That's cool. Okay, now we're going to take a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfume, a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. And now we're back from that quick break. And now it's time for some Twitter questions. Our first Twitter question comes from at Jest on a Quest. Who says, you all talked a little this week about predicting SGA's high point total this season. But what do you think Baze's high point total will be? And could it be higher than Shay's? I think he could get 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was thinking 36 would be his high his season high career high. Yeah. I, I was think thinking I was thinking 69. Because if he was shooting if he shot 20 shots the other night and if he had a really good shooting night, yeah, he, he, he can and he can do that. Yeah, if he just shot the ball well, which he was 8 of 20. Yeah. 
I think he could have a night where he goes like six or seven of 11, like he's super hot from three. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's possible. Do you think it's possible he could hit 23 threes? Yeah. I also, it's just like super hot. Do you know what that would be? 23 threes? Uh-huh. 68? Come on. Wait, oh, 70. That's somewhat close. Close. You're very, I mean, you're very close. Huh. <laughs> I don't know what it is then. I would still bet on Shea having a 40-point game or something as at some point this season yeah. where he just has a Shea game where he's just hot from the field. But, yep. You want to go to the next question? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Our next Twitter question comes from at Benjalope, who wants to know how many more games of Dort shooting decently will it take before you believe Dort is a shooter now? Dort. Oh boy, this is Andrew a needs question. a season. Yeah, this is just a blip. This is a blip, definitely a blip. When does it become a blop? It becomes a blop after <laughs> twenty games. Is this a real dude guy situation we got on our hands here? A <laughs> <laughs> blip blop? <laughs> definitely not. I don't want to talk about blip blop ever again. Um, I yeah, I need to I need to see a whole season to really know. Wow. But he's played really well. His, he has changed his shot. I definitely believe that he is a in the 35 range percent three-point shooter. I think that's what he's going to be. Now, I don't believe he's in the 40s. <laughs> like I just flat out don't believe this at all. But I don't know. He's 15 or 33 so far. He's eventually going to have a streak where he goes cold and like misses like 10 in a row. Listen, all Dort has done is exceed expectations. It's true. That's all he's done. His entire NBA career has just been, Oh, he's way better. And he's really surprising us. His entire career. The, it is. He was undrafted. The Played whole, the his entire 30 half season career seven. of NBA basketball. It's been a lot though. It's been quite a journey. It's been, such a long journey. His I, don't, whole career. I don't know why you think that he's going to like be bad. How many games has Lou Dort played in the NBA? Oh, not that many because he didn't even. This is my point, though. Look how good he's been. And he's only been good. Could his entire career be a blip? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I'm trying to tell you it's a blop. <laughs> he's played 43 NBA games. Isn't that kind of crazy? Like, that's it. Yeah. That is wild. He feels like he's really been in our lives for a, a lot longer than that. But yeah. I think it feels like that because he's been so good and every game has been so meaningful and surprising and, and great. I guess we can count 50 games because he played in the playoffs. So he's played fit only 50 games. And he's in, already this good. Isn't that weird, though? Doesn't that seem strange? Don't you feel like you trust him more than a lot of other Thunder players that have played way more games? Yeah. I mean, I trust him more than Hami. I mean, pretty much anybody on the bench, I trust him more than. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. He yeah. gets 50 games. That's not a blip, Andrew. That's truth. What, what you're feeling right now is truth. Okay. I need to see more. It will set you free. Much is he shortest amount of game of thunder games played before we gave him a t-shirt. Mm. Attempted to anyway. <laughs> That's so true. Attempted, like right away, we <laughs> giveth and it was taken away. Yes. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. That's probably true. Although we will, we will have a Poku shirt. 
Perhaps. Oh, so. huh, huh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at KSPN. Who wants to know, do you think Russ stunted the development of rookies? Looking at OKC Sabonis versus Pacers, Sabonis is day and night. Yeah, I mean, this. I don't, I don't think the Sabonis one is super apt because they just didn't have room for him to be the guy that he was supposed to be. And the Thunder knew that. I mean, I think we've gone over this like a thousand times, but um, he was, he was also visibly mortified of Russell Westbrook though as well. So perhaps he could be a part of how bad Sabonis played in his rookie season. Um, I don't know how many other rookies I actually think, Russ was really good for Terrence Ferguson. I thought that he actually helped him quite a bit. But certainly there are there's a list of players that didn't mesh well with Russ's personality and his style of play. And yeah, I think that there's probably a lot of players that that didn't quite fit with Russy. It seems to me What do you hear? Hey, but uh, <laughs> what are you what are you hearing from from what I can tell and I know you're connected more with Fred and so you're probably getting more of a an idea of how Russ is but it feels like he's Denny really appreciates him in Washington yeah Denny is a guy from that's what I really see. comfortable and confident in himself confident too. and really yeah so like Denny's gonna be fine with whoever I'm a little worried about Russell he is not he has not played well no. so far this season. Oh like he God. can't get into the paint. He can't finish at the rim. He's uh, it's a it's a problem, and he's back to just chucking threes and taking bad shots. And I mean, how many losses? Yeah, he has lost he already... in that game against the Sixers. It was bad. That's what I was going to ask: is how many games are how many losses are directly tied to Russ's play already? So far, it's just both the Philly games. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. He shot thirty. I've watched you know the field. other games I've seen. It's not been his problem, but. Yeah. In that game, Brad Beal had 60. Yeah. You can't lose a game when your guy has 60. You shouldn't. I mean, Philly, Joel Embiid had 40 points. And, I mean, Philly's good. Philly's Probably good. Probably lost to the Nets without Kyrie and KD. Yeah, they also had, like, the weird coronavirus the stuff before. last night, too. Which Yeah, Seth Curry on the bench with the coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, oh, it's, no. it's not not good. We may not see the Sixers for a little bit, but yeah. I, All right, <laughs> I think Russell did hurt. I mean, Russell is just he helped the development of a lot of players. Like Serge Ibaka may not have become as good without Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of players that wouldn't have become as good without Russell Westbrook. But then there's the other side of the coin with Russ as well. Is that his his style and the, the way that he leads and it's not, it's not good for everybody, but you know, that's probably true with most superstars. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. That's not really a Twitter question. It's one of those things. that's like, you can only keep three and it's the hostess mm. hostess. It's a okay. nine, nine okay. grand. It's a, and there. I, there's one. I don't know of these twink. You can only keep three of Twinkies are those, those little roll, the Swiss, Swiss, Swiss rolls, Swiss rolls, 
Three is nutter butter. That's not nutter butter. I can't see it. That's bra- cosmic bar. Cosmic bar. Cosmic brownie. Cosmic o- brownie. Oatmeal yeah. cream pie. Zebra, zebra cake. cake. Star crunch. Star crunch. Star crunch. Yeah. Uh, the cupcakes with the hostess cupcakes. Huh? Hostess cupcakes. Honey bun. Nutter butter. Nutter butter. Yeah. Only keep three. None. Do you guys eat any of these with regularity? I used to. I used to. These are high school now. breakfast. I mean, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure, used to. I mean, these are all high school breakfast. Oh, yeah. Which I one did. was your breakfast? Oh, I mean, oh, I would eat pie, zebra cakes with regularity in high school. I used to have honey buns Dude, for breakfast yeah. a lot. Yeah. So you yeah, can make bun. any of these breakfasts nut butter, butter, Star Crunch. Star Crunch looks like a poop. <laughs> It tastes so good, though. Actually, I might go get some stuff. It doesn't that Luke, picture. It doesn't. Problems. It doesn't. And if that's what your poop looks like, then we need to take some time after the pod. But um, it looks get different. Get that boy to a doctor. Here's my three. My my three is just pretty easy. Okay. It is. Uh, oatmeal cream pie. Yep. Yeah. Honey bun. Yeah. Zebra cake. Yeah. That's... I'm kind of out oh, on the man. honey bun. I am. I'm out on the honey. You ever had them hot? I'm also you ever had them microwaved hot? Honey. Eat up. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. I have, I have. That's too much work for a little Debbie's, though. You got buns. Crack that, crack it open, and shove it in your mouth. Yeah. So, so here's the better way to do this. Let's eliminate a few of these, and then let's have some healthy debate about some options that are left. Cupcakes I'll eliminate off the Star, board. Star Crunch. Yeah, I can get rid of Star Crunch. No, I, I can Star eliminate Star cupcakes. Gone. Damn. Yeah, you're dead. Looks cupcakes like, gone. Looks like my toilet. So at this point, I would also eliminate Twinkies. I like Twinkies, but if I had to choose from here for three of them, I wouldn't put Twinkie on there. I would put Twinkie on it for sure. You would. I, I like yeah, Twinkies. 100%. I would like to keep them. I would get a, I would get Galaxy thing gone. Cosmic Brownie. Cosmic Brownie. Yeah, that's oh, great. Cosmic Brownies are fantastic, Galaxy but that's okay. Thing. I'll relent and let you take those off. Galaxy Brain gone. <laughs> Nutty Bars. Nutter Butters are... Oh yeah, that's not a nutter butter. Nutter it's butters. Not, what no. is it? Nutter butters are the peanut butter cracker thing. Oh, that yeah. that is a nutty bar. I think you're nutty right, bar. Jay. Nutty bar's gone for me. Really? I'm a big nutty bar fan. I'm nuts for nutty Huge bars. Huge nutty bar. So let me ask this question, yeah, Ta- Taylor. Bar. Yes. Would you ever split the nutty bar into into of like? Of course. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Just making sure Answers, that yes. was a normal practice. Yes. yes. No. It's and it's so good and that's a great. Breakfast. How do we? How do we feel about Swiss cake rolls? They're good, but I don't know if they're top tier. See, I think zebra cake is for sure top tier. These are nutty buddies. Top tier. Nutty, nutty buddies. buddies. Yeah. yeah, thank you, nutty buddies. Yeah, I would take zebra cakes in my top three for sure. Yeah, zebra cakes are in the top three. I haven't. I don't had know one if I'm oatmeal cream pie top three. What do you say? I don't know if I'm oatmeal cream pie top three. Oh my god, you're wrong on that. Just keep it on that. the keep it on the line. Uh, the thing. Hey, about so let me tell. Can I, yes. Let me interject real quick. There's a place in Oklahoma City called OKC Sweets that's over on Western, just south of Wilshire, and they make homemade oatmeal cream pies oh, with wow. oatmeal cookies and unbelievable. Wow, that sounds amazing. What is so I'm the just giving uh, cream? You heads up. Is it like? Oh, it's icing? just kind of a. Yeah, it basically. Hmm. Have you ever had an oatmeal cream pie with, paired with a Dr Pepper? <laughs> because. <laughs> Because it is, they, it is, it complements itself so perfectly. I mean, they are, I mean, it's. I can't do sweet drink, sweet 
No, no it's too my much. teeth would be rattling. Oh my god! I just can't. Uh, I, I used to be able to do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It would probably. I mean, not in the last decade. With coffee, oat milk cream pies with yes, coffee. Yes. There great. we go. Give That's me. That's great. Yeah. Give me some. Give me some bitter black coffee with I'll, an oat milk cream pie. I'll tell you this. I'll. I'll probably never eat any of these again, except for maybe an oatmeal cream pie. Really? Yeah. I. We got to put oatmeal cream pie in the top three. Yeah, it's got to be. You're you're probably right. It's it is the quintessential little Debbie. I once traded my entire you, though, lunch for an oatmeal cream pie. No. Yeah. A personal good. preference of mine though is probably Swiss cake rolls. You know they they because they come in two and one one half yeah. the icing's gonna always break off. Always breaks off. <laughs> it always breaks off. That's true. And you have to the bottom it half always sticks to the little the little cardboard thing underneath. Always gets that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's some problems with it. Zebra cakes, you have a healthy variety, though, because you have all the holiday versions of, like, the same type of So do of you thing. get the trees if we pick oh, yeah. zebra cakes? Oh, yeah. All right. if they all taste the same. I'm a cream the, pie zebra cake, then. If you're it's getting the, the trees, <laughs> if you're getting the trees, you're putting and, and the you eggs know what? and the eggs. And the eggs, yeah, all the holiday versions. Not, then you're getting, then those, those are. Those and are listen, there. they have to you're be on get, the list. Though. You're getting diabetes. So back to the theory that the tree version of all sweets is better. If you it make feels it like a tree the final, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay, we're talking about trees. Tree is man. better. Tree is better than traditional zebra. One hundred percent. Yeah. Better. <laughs> okay. Now what, Jay? It feels. This feels number one like that Reese's conversation. Uh, it feels like you're storming about. the Capitol, brother. <laughs> wow. Too soon, my man. Uh, too soon. So the Sorry. the final one is between Twinkies and Nutty Buddies. I go nutty. I would, I would probably yeah. go Twinkie, but I would accept Nutty Buddy. I'm voting I, Nutty Buddy. I'm a Nutty Buddy. Wow, that's I, it. I, I'm a Twinkie, but I, I respect your guys' decision. I've had to eat Twink Twinkies related to a skit I used to do in college, mm-hmm. where I'd have to have at one time in my mouth like <laughs> six Twinkies. <laughs> 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 what? There's this it's a skit where it's like the same 30 <laughs> seconds ha- happens but at the end you have to oh, eat a Twinkie yeah. as fast as you can. Oh, okay. And then you have to repeat the same thing faster every time. And uh I did in Twink I've eaten so many Twinkies. I've thrown up. I've thrown on this list. I've thrown up Twinkies dozens of times. Dozens. Dozens. That's a lot of Twinkies you've eaten. Also No, twink- no, no. Oh, up- thrown, thrown up Twinkies. Upwards of, of 30, of, upwards of 36 times. <laughs> Dozens of times. I'm telling you, I've thrown up Twinkies a lot. <laughs> I haven't thrown up a dozen times. That's, I was in, just thinking. In the last 30 years. There's no way I've thrown up dozens of times. Yeah, same. Hey. Although I, but Luke throws up so much that he... <laughs> Luke's he poop looks like though. Star Crunch, and he throws up all <laughs> the time. Twinkies. A lot going on. A lot of history with me and uh, the Hostess products. You know? The digestive tract. You may want to go to a doctor, Luke. Yeah. yeah no, I don't trust yeah, him. We've been, we've been saying this for <laughs> I years. Don't I don't trust him. him. I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't trust him. That's a good call. What, are the, what can they tell me about my body? I don't already know. <laughs> <laughs> You're mad, too, because they're going to be like, okay, sir, you have to stop eating Arby's every single night. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. That's true. I had Arby's last week, and it's... <laughs> Good. <laughs> that, That's your statement? That is quintessential Luke. That Here's is a lukewarm take. Thank Here you. Here is the thing. <laughs> and it is good. It's good. 
I'm on a diet. I'm putting myself on a diet, and so I just had the roast beef sandwich. Uh-huh. No fries. No mozzarella sticks. <laughs> and no mozzarella sticks. And it what was very good. it was good and very satisfying. <laughs> I'm putting myself on a diet. Damn. Pew, pew, of, pew, pew. of roast beef sandwiches. Here's the thing. I want to still I, was, I thought you were going to say roast beef sandwich without the bun. <laughs> no. And I was like just loving the I thought he was going to. Just handfuls of beef. <laughs> Roast beef. Yeah, I'm on a diet. <laughs> uh, Just handfuls of beef. <laughs> handfuls of beef. It's uh the I don't even know what that would be. Uh, what do you mean? I don't know. I'm trying to think of the name for that diet. Gluten free. The Atkins diet. Atkins. No, handfuls of beef. Just roast. Beef. Oh, keto. Keto. <laughs> it's yeah. it's actually low carbies. Low carb. Bows. Low carbies. <laughs> This to be an armies thing. All right, I have to oh, please I name the ti- please, I have, I please to name this podcast. Title it "Handfuls of Beef." Handfuls of beef. <laughs> Zion Williamson and handfuls I'm of beef. I'm trying to I mean, uh, I might go today at Arby's. I love it. So much. <laughs> why are we? Ta- why are why we, are we just about? doing stream of consciousness, <laughs> Luke? Right now. <laughs> All right, I'll give you another Twitter question. Dang it! <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking about Arby's. What, 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 planning my next trip to Arby's. <laughs> thinking about the Okay. Our next Twitter question comes from A eight one seven four four. He wants to know how many games can the team realistically afford to win this season and still come out bottom three to five. I'm sure you've already talked about it this season. I haven't had much time to listen so much. I'd like to. Yeah, I mean it's probably in the low twenties, right? You could expect them to still be able to land. Yeah. Um, in the top five is really where they want to land. Yeah, top three would be great. But I think they'll land. I think they'll land in the top five. Um, <laughs> Luke is leaving, but he's also left his phone. Luke has just table. read a tweet <laughs> and then said bye to us and left his phone Set exactly his phone where down. he read the tweet from and was walking out the door. It's be- I'm going to Arby's. It's because he's thinking Arby's. He's not thinking about anything else. No. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if they're in like the 18 to 25 range of wins, I think that's definitely still possible, which is probably where they will land uh, is what I would guess, especially after they trade George. George is gone. He's good as gone. He's played well enough. He shot the ball well enough. There's enough teams, I think, out there that could really use him. He makes $9 million, Yeah, can play defense, and shot the three-point, the three-point. He shot from three 46% last year. Yeah. And he's shooting in the mid-40s so far, which is where he'll stay because he's... You know who could really use him? Hmm. The Pelicans. Everyone. They traded him. They traded him for Steven. Oh, wow. George Hill... This is, I'm not, I know there's going to be people that are going to be mad at me. George Hill would be better for the Pelicans than Steven Adams would. It's probably true. It's probably true. Although Steven is just still so funny. Oh, and he's, man, he's playing really well. I'm not trying to detract from him, but just as far as fit with the Pelicans. Um, Okay. I I thought this was a good question. This is from at real Branxo. Uh, and she wants to know, did we waste a top 17 pick on Poku when there were so many good names that went after him? 
So let's take a look at the draft. So many good names. Names. So is this just about like good sounding names? No, there's good. There's a lot. There's good players. Like, like a guy named Precious. Yeah, Precious Achua has been good. Because if you're just talking about names, we got the right man. I don't know. Sadiq Bay is a great name. Yeah. If we're just talking names. So, I mean, we're talking. <laughs> there's been a lot of, like, Sadiq Bay has been really productive for the Pistons. Precious has been great for the Heat. Uh, Tyrese Maxey for the Sixers has been playing quite a bit and has been super good for them. Like, Maxey last night, what did he? he yeah, he's, he's been like really double good. digits. Yeah, 16 points last Jeez. night. 16 points, two assists, three boards, a steal and a block. A plus seven off the bench. Um, That's a Dort line right there. Which is, which is, the Thunder could have had him as well if Mike Muscala didn't make that three. <laughs> it's all Mike's fault. Uh, so, I mean, it probably ends there. Like, Emmanuel Quickly's, but he's had, like, some fun games. Like, Peyton Pritchard has had some fun games. Um, is RJ Hampton playing at all in Desmond Denver? Bain, no, no, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, so there's, I mean, there's definitely some guys. I think it's just too early, though, to say that they wasted a pick. Uh, it's been seven games. He's played five of them. And he's the youngest player in the NBA. So I, I think it's certainly possible. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't just brush this off because, and the Thunder knew what they were doing. Like they knew they were taking a swing mm-hmm. and you're going to miss. Like they took a swing on Bays, They connected. It's great. They took a swing on Poku. They may miss horribly. And then you have a guy like Maxi, who's been really good for the Sixers when you could have had Maxi and Maladon mm-hmm. instead. But we've talked about this. Like you only get these special players if you take the big swings. The other guys that you're that you've brought up, they had a good idea of what they were. I don't think it's like they didn't think they were good. But maybe they felt like this is not the biggest swing we can take at this at this pick. Yeah, and why not? You yeah. have so many picks. Mm-hmm. You have oper- you have you have a few year window, three years, four years, five years. I think that why not take a run on Poku? Like the ceiling for a guy like him uh, is more than Tyrese Maxey. And Tyrese Maxey may be a really good player, maybe a fringe. I don't know. I would even say fringe All Star at this point, but. I think he's going to be good, and I think we knew that. I think Andrew and McKelly were high on Maxi. I really like the draft. him. I think he's actually got a pretty decently high ceiling as well. Yeah. Especially yeah, with the way he shot just, the ball. I mean, that was his real question. If he can mm-hmm. continue to shoot the ball, we obviously need to see a lot more from him, but if he can shoot the ball well, then, yeah, he's got actually a pretty high ceiling. Like He could be a starting guard if yeah. he can if yeah. he can really shoot it. So. Yeah, I get the question is a good one, and it's something that we'll just have to continue to revisit. Um, Like, was the... Because, I mean, you have to remember, it's not only just picking 17th, it's trading up to pick at 17. Right. So they gave up... um, They gave up picks in order to, to take him. So it's not like you're just sitting there. So it's the price of trading for him, and then is he somebody that's productive at the NBA level. We still have a lot to see. Hopefully he plays tonight. It's, it does make the bench like w- way less enjoyable without him out there. Uh, Cause the, the possibilities with Poku out there are endless. 
I know that's what it's makes so it much great. more fun. It's way more fun. Poco, Poco is also a full year and a month younger than Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. So you can always kind of wait it a year later if you really want to try to make it yeah. not feel quite as bad, yeah. right? We mm-hmm. we won't be able to judge this pick. And I, I would say this. I hope we're not able to judge this pick for a long time. Because, I mean, there's a chance where you just get through 50 games of the season. You're like, oh, no. Like Poku's not gonna make it. Right. Yeah. Like he's not. So hopefully we won't be able to judge this pick for a long time, uh, which I think is possible. Uh, thanks so much for listening to our show. Make sure that you go to theathletic.com/slash/down-to-dunk and get the athletic for three ninety nine a month. There's so much good content out there on the athletic today, and it would be helpful to us if you would use that URL and go subscribe. So please do that today. Hope you guys enjoy the Knicks Thunder tonight. Somehow I looked at this before the season started and thought this is going to be just everybody trying to break shots. But I think we'll actually have a really competitive game tonight. Yeah. And Julius Randle is going to crush the thunder. Dude, okay. he's been, he's been legitimately fun to watch. He's Julius been very Randall. good. He's been very good. He's averaging like seven assists a game. Wow. He's like what they hope Zion Williamson can be. In, in <laughs> if Zion can just be Julius Randle, that's all he's got to be. We'll we'll be good. Uh, But yeah, thanks for listening to our show. Hope you guys enjoy the game tonight. And we will talk to you guys again on Monday.